He came from beyond to seek out bad wrestling. Starman! Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Starman continues here in the Aqua Cave. The Negative 2 episodes are finally complete, and we are proud to present the ongoing journey of the Starman. My name is Johnny C. Thank you so much for joining me here today in the Aqua Cave. Now, as I mentioned, it took like 15 episodes, but we finally got through Dave's Negative 2 star matches. Today, on the docket, two very special cases from very different times. Uh, from events with very different production values. It's going to be a hybrid episode as well. Because first off, I'm going to try a case that I've already watched and gathered the evidence for. And then at the end, we're going to live watch a match together. Now the reason that I'm doing this is because I want to get... Uh, two very. I, I need two different experiences here because the match we're going to live watch is an old school match. One of the honestly, maybe... First types of matches I ever watched on pay-per-view as a youngster, to be honest with you, because it was the third pay-per-view I ever saw. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get there. But there's a very specific reason I couldn't and slash didn't want to watch the, our first case live. And here's why. <laughs> the only way to watch this match that I'm aware of is via YouTube or other such shenanigans. No closed captions. And I really wanted to capture organically... Uh, the event in full. I wanted to hear everything with my nice, expensive headphones. I wanted to hear the commentary. I wanted to hear the crowd. I wanted to get this experience as if I was there. You know, I sort of wanted to be a hero of podcasting, which is why our first case comes from Heroes of Wrestling. Good God Almighty, finally, we got to Heroes of Wrestling. Now, if you're not familiar with Heroes of Wrestling. Let me explain. It's October 10th, 1999. The Monday Night War is still going on, but pretty much WWF is just ruling the roost. We're like two weeks away from Vince Russo booking his first WCW pay-per-view at Halloween Havoc 99, and I believe also, unfortunately, we're like one week past the unfortunate passing of Gorilla Monsoon, the best goddamn interim president in World Wrestling Federation history. And some folks have gotten together that used to be wrestling stars, I guess, to put it lightly. And um, at the Casino Magic Hotel and Casino in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. I believe famously... Jennifer Smith over at the North South Podcast Connection was kicked out of this hotel. We talked about it on WCW Must Die. I don't actually think it was this casino and hotel, but I'm going to pretend that it was. Uh, I think she was kicked out of a Biloxi or Biloxi, Mississippi casino. But she told the story. Listen to it on the North South Connection Podcast Network in the WCW Must Die archives. Now, these heroes, okay, um... God, this is just such a famous fucking show. I don't want to dive into it too much because I, I don't want to misgive any information like that, but it is a broke-ass motherfucking pay-per-view setup on a boat, uh, one of those casino boats, you know, the stupid fucking rules about only gambling on the water and what have you. But this is the show that famously features Jake the Snake Roberts drunk out of his ass. We'll talk about that sometime in the future of Starman. But this is negative two and a quarter. 
There's only two matches in the entire run of Dave's negative two and a quarter. Um, so I don't know why that's the case. I don't know why he only has two matches at negative 2.25, but he does. Our first one from Heroes of Wrestling. It is the case of the one-man gang making his second appearance on Starman, taking on another second-timer, the man who survived the electric chair at the Chamber of Horrors, Abdullah the Butcher. Our commentators are Randy Rosenblum on play-by-play and Dutch Mentel on color commentary. Now, it's hard for me to recommend to all of you that you watch Heroes of Wrestling because it is boring. That being said, the pay-per-view does feature an ongoing narrative throughout the evening. That being Dutch Mantel getting fed up with Randy Rosenblum's bullshit. And it can be entertaining in certain spots. But here we go with our entrances for the context. This is the only context I got for you. And then, of course, the bell will ring. The case will begin. Gosh, I guess if it's your first time on Starman, I, could tell you, I should tell you. This is where we watch the worst matches in wrestling history. We take them to court, and based on the evidence of the match, we find them either guilty or not guilty of Dave's star ranking. So the ring announcer says that the one-man gang is from Chicago, Illinois. I fucking hate when people say Illinois. Why do they do it? It's Illinois. The S is silent. Randy says earlier in the day, he saw the one-man gang on the casino floor. Then... The one-man gang went to a corner in the casino, a dark corner, and he sat all alone for hours. Randy hypothesizes this was so the one-man gang could have some time to think about what he was going to do to Abdullah the Butcher in tonight's matchup. More likely, the one-man gang probably spent his last dime in a slot machine, and now he has nowhere to go. Uh, Dutch Mantel lets us know that the one-man gang is a local favorite at the Casino Magic Hotel. So maybe, just maybe, it's not his first time here. I don't know. He says the one-man gang is Brutality Incorporated. I think he wanted to say personified, but I still love that the one-man gang may be the head of an organization called Brutality Incorporated. The one-man gang throws some chairs into the ring before he even enters the ring. Speaking of entering the ring... The one-man gang mounts the steps. He slips slightly, but then safely enters the ring. Thank God Almighty, earlier we caught up with the one-man gang for some comments. Now he's yelling this whole time, so I'm assuming it's after he lost his number one dime. No mercy will be given. You will be another victim. This will not be for the weak of heart or stomach. I'm taking you out once and for all. I'm not sure if that der is a catchphrase known of the one-man gang, but nonetheless, he delivers it as if it is. Here comes Abdullah the Butcher. He's accompanied by his manager, a gentleman named Honest John Cheatham. Oh, I see. You're honest, but you cheat him. Wait a minute. Cheatham? Is this Cheatham, the little fella from the WCW Spin the Wheel, Make the Deal, and other mini-movies in the early 90s? I see Honest John Cheatham. And it is not. He's a fat guy in a suit with a disgusting mullet ponytail uh, hanging out of a cabbie hat. Abdullah the Butcher, according to Randy, is known throughout the sport as the human blood bank. So, any disease transmitted through blood you'd like, Abby can give it to you for a small fee, I'm assuming. 
Abdullah the Butcher here is ballooned beyond belief. His brecesses are huge and plentiful. They could nurse an entire crop of pups. And uh, he struggles to enter the ring, but the ropes are helpful. Upon entering, the one-man gang attacks. The bell rings. So here we go with our first but not last case from Heroes of Wrestling. I promise there will be more to come in future episodes. It's the case of Abby versus the OMG, according to my notes. The OMG, or the one-man gang, strikes. Abdullah the Butcher is called the master of foreign objects. Well, he loses the title because the one-man gang uses a chain instantly, proving he's the master of foreign objects. Abdullah the Butcher uses the middle ropes for breathing and standing assistance, and for fuck's sake, somehow, some way, the man is already bleeding. And seriously, looking at this guy's forehead, it's not going to take much. I feel like I could sneeze lightly on the gentleman's forehead, and it would just burst open and start, you know, leaking. It's... It fits in well with the Casino Magic backdrop and faithful fans, I really must say. Randy lets us know, still to come. So, 30 seconds into the match, it's already so boring, he's got to promote other stuff. Still to come, Superfly Jimmy Stuka taking on Bob Orton. And what Randy calls the Thousand Pound War. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. One-man gang chokes Abby with a chain now. Randy Rosenblum says, Oh my God, the one-man gang is bleeding. But no, it's actually Abby that's bleeding, and I don't understand why he's so confused. It's pretty cut and dry here, uh, which is probably why I mentioned it. The one-man gang has the chain in Abdul the Butcher's mouth now. Dutch Mantel says it looks like a bridle, and perhaps the one-man gang could ride Abdul the Butcher like a horse. And I'm sure Dutch Mantel is probably some sort of a horse expert, so I'm going to believe him. I notice at this point, as the one-man gang turns his back to the hard cam, that his shirt says, Join the Chain Gang. This reveals to me that John Cena is nothing but a thief, as he's clearly stolen the one-man gang's fan group for himself in his early years, when he had the Cena Chain Gang. Outside of the ring now, the one-man gang lightly hits Abdul the Butcher with a chair. Then... He lightly rams Abdul the Butcher into the unforgiving post of steel at ringside. The Wonderman gang is absolutely in control. Dutch Mantel claims, Well, this is what your hardcore fans want. This is why we're doing this. Basically saying, Look, I know it's a freak show, but if we do something like this, perhaps the ECW nerds in their basement will buy our pay-per-view. Now, I'm not throwing shade at ECW fans. Please understand Dutch doesn't really say all that shit. Like, he does say this is for the hardcore fans. He's like, this is what you want. What? This is what you want. He's clearly fed up with that type of shit in my head. And uh, he's like, well, we're giving it to you. This is what you fuckers want, you goddamn nerds. I don't know. I could be wrong. Uh, Randy Rosenblum now says that the one-man gang should perhaps change his name to the one-man chain gang. That's pretty clever. Now the one-man gang holds a chair up against Abdul the Butcher to choke him. But honestly, he's just holding the chair sort of above Abby's head, as if we won't notice. But one man, I gotta be honest, I notice. Abdul the Butcher, in this match, has now reached full Crimson Mask. 
It's absolutely disgusting, and I want to vomit. Abdul the Butcher in this match has done nothing but stand, sit, and bleed. He is a goddamn circus animal. It's inhumane. It's pathetic. It's sad, to be honest with you. Dutch Mantel says, uh, Look at all these people with cameras out. Uh, they know it's a historical event in profession. Yep, just a historical event in profession, as he omits to say, wrestling. Holy shit, Abdul the Butcher moves. He hits a throat thrust, his first offensive strike of the encounter. Now, he hits a punch. Randy says that these two beasts are tearing through the casino magic, much like how Godzilla once tore through Tokyo. All of a sudden, Honest John Cheatham joins commentary. I don't know who this guy is. He's clearly doing like a southern preacher voice. And he's like, I did not come from Paducah, Kentucky to lay down. Okay, I don't know what he's saying, but I will tell you this, fans. I have been to Paducah, Kentucky many, many, many times. I used to have to go there at least once a quarter for work. And honestly, one time, I went to Ryan's Steakhouse. Because that's where this other guy wanted to go for dinner. And the one-man gang and Abdul the Butcher fighting in Paducah, Kentucky at Orion Steakhouse. Well, it might be better than this. But I believe in Paducah, Kentucky, a brawl of this nature could break out at Orion Steakhouse at any moment in time. Holy shit on a shingle. Abdul the Butcher has a fork. I don't know how he got Is this just his traveling fork? Is Abdul the Butcher one of those guys who just takes a fork everywhere just in case? He rakes it against the one-man gang, and the one-man gang is now bleeding. Abby is forking the gang's face. Honest John says, Oh, this is justice. Randy Rosenblum says, and I quote, Honest John, there is no justice with a fork in the middle of the ring. Dynamite fucking quote there, Randy. It's such a statement on heroism and how one can be a hero and acquire justice. He sounds just like my new favorite movie character, Hawkman from Black Adam. The one-man gang is leaking blood all over the place now. Someone should call a hazmat unit. Both men are leaning on the ropes for oxygen. Honest John then claims that Abby is here to take the eyes of those who do wrong. Okay, and good God, sure enough, the one-man gang, his face covered in crimson, Abby goes for the eyes with a fork. Oh, God, it's disgusting. Uh, Abdul the Butcher puts down the fork, uses a chair, picks back up the fork, and again goes for the eyes, but the fork ends up more up the one-man gang's nose. At this point in the contest, Abdul the Butcher drops the fork. The referee tosses the fork to the outside. The one-man gang goes into the... Or excuse me, the one-man gang is down and Abby goes into the corner. Now he's measuring the one-man gang. Dutch on commentary gets all hyped. And he's like, I think we're going to see the Adriatic elbow. We then cut to the crowd and see that some fratty douchey guy has the fork that Abdul the Butcher was using to strike the one-man gang 
here at the Casino Magic. And not only does he have it, he's fucking thrilled to have it. And I believe he licks it. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret origins of the COVID-19 virus have now been revealed. One-man gang blood, Abby blood, fork to the nose, and frat boy licking. Now, the forking frat dude is on camera for so long, we don't even see the Adriatic elbow as promised. Both men now fight to the outside, dangerously close to the announce table. The one-man gang is rammed into the announce table. Randy is furious that he's gotten blood all over his formatting sheet. I hear the bell ring twice. I don't know what's happening, so I continue to gather evidence. Two security guys arrive. They get beat up by these monsters. And then the behemoths re-engage in a brawl. They're pretty much just holding each other up at this point. Abdul the Butcher gets his face rammed into a guy's t-shirt sitting at ringside. Jesus. It is truly chaos at Casino Magic. Dutch proclaims both of these men are heroes. They fight up the aisle. They disappear into the shadows. I guess the match is a double countout, a double DQ, but truly a heroic performance by Abdullah the Butcher, the One Man Gang, and the fratty, forky douche. Okay. Ah, so here's the thing. This match is awful. But it's, and it's, here's the problem. It's not so bad, it's good, it's just boring. But here's the thing. It's worse than boring, it's offensive. Now, what do I mean by offensive? I am not easily offended, okay? Do not get me wrong. And this isn't offensive like easy offensive shit. Like, I don't know, like, remember what JBL did at that one house show in Germany? Like, that's easy offensive. That's not the type of offensive this is. This is inhumane because I know, not for a fact, but in my heart, I know that the one-man gang, Abdul the Butcher, they went out here and like I said, they were goddamn circus animals. They were a sideshow, freak show attraction. They went behind that curtain. They probably cleaned their faces on a fucking dirty ass towel that somebody else used earlier. Went to the casino magic fucking dude running this show. Dude probably handed him like 50 bucks and a goddamn ticket for a free buffet and said, see you next time. Just absolutely appalling inhumane, abhorrent. The heroes of wrestling would never work again after this show, and I think it's rightfully so. This is absolutely guilty for crimes against humanity. Fuck negative two and a quarter wrestling stars. This is a crime against humanity. The heroes of wrestling should be locked up, and may God have mercy on their soul for this inhumane treatment of these lovable, cuddly animals known as the One Man Gang and Abdullah the butcher. So case closed on that one. Like I said and promised or threatened, we will be returning to Heroes of Wrestling at some point. But now we're going to travel back in time to a much more magical time in the history of professional wrestling. It's the Royal Rumble 1990 from the beautiful, polished, clean-looking Orlando Arena in Orlando, Florida. Tony Schiavone and Jesse the Body Ventura are on commentary. And this is the third wrestling pay-per-view I ever purchased in my life. Well, I should say my parents ever purchased in my life. The first being Survivor Series 89. The second 
kind of a cheat, was no holds barred. The match, the movie, Hulk Hogan, like you've never seen him before. Which was also the first time I ever saw No Holds Barred the movie, I might add. So needless to say, I was a bright-eyed, smiling youngster watching this show. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Famously, my dad would wear... Uh, my, back in the day, my dad would, uh, would wear some wife beaters like under his shirts. I hate calling them wife beaters, but it's just for comedic purposes. And I'll never forget, after Hogan won the Rumble, he ran into the room took off whatever shirt he was wearing, and then tore his wife beater a la Hulk Hogan. My dad is a saint and a hero. My dad is a hero of wrestling, not these two monsters we spoke about earlier. Because what a way to make a kidster laugh. And here I am, almost 40, remembering it fondly for a national podcast audience. But like I said, I want to watch this one live. It's a case of Hacksaw Jim Duggan taking on the big boss man. Now this... This uh, match reeks of we need uh, a few matches for the Royal Rumble card and uh, just take two guys who, you know, are superstars. Uh, on weekly programming, you only see job matches, so let's get two guys together. Could be a main event anywhere in the country. And I know this for a fact because uh, about a, a few weeks after the show, I would go to my first house show and see Hacksaw Jim Duggan main event anywhere in the country in a steel cage against Ravishing Rick Rude. So... I'm going to queue up the tape and come back with a time code for you so we could rewatch this together on Peacock like a, like a nice, loving family. And hey, if you want to rip off your shirt at the end of the match, it's okay with me. Just let me know ahead of time. That way I can get my camera ready for this historic, professional event. So if you want to follow along at home, I've got the Royal Rumble 1990 all queued up. And it looks like I am at timestamp 1 hour, 11 minutes, and 24 seconds. On your screen, you should see the American Dream, baby. Dusty Rhodes. Uh, to his left are a couple of kidsters. One flexing, one looking like a deer in headlights. Uh, the little one kind of looks like me when I was a youth, but uh, I won't comment any further. So, if you want to engage, here comes the countdown. If not, just give us a listen. Three, two, one, play. Uh, Sean Mooney here with this encounter. Oh, here comes the whole man! He's a powerful new force. Holy shit, what's wrong with the man's eyes? What is he looking at? Is he looking at me? Is he looking somewhere else? Oh, Hacksaw. Ironically enough, we just saw Sweet Sapphire and Dusty Rhodes, so he doesn't have to look for this go-around. So I'm imagining Hacksaw's probably talking about the USA quite a bit. I'm talking about an optometrist. Hacksaw, buddy, there's like three in my local area near my home. I'll send you a link later. Now some head shakes by Hacksaw as he taunts the big boss man, letting him know that he's a punk. Like CM Punk, maybe? I don't know. Neither one of them have a job, so it could be. Oh, yeah. Shades of the one-man gang. Here comes Jive Soul Bro. Look at that beautiful, clean Orlando Arena. No diseases to be found here, unlike the Casino Magic. 
I love the boss man's dub is being from the Department of Corrections in Cobb County, Georgia, instead of just, oh, what's that on his shirt? Boss man, you're better than that. Get that fucking Confederate flag off. That's probably more of a Georgia thing than a boss man thing. I don't know. It wouldn't surprise me either way. I'm not defending it. I'm just saying it. Good Lord, boss man! Antiperspirant is real! It's really helpful, too! Oh, those pits are out of control! Good God Almighty! That's disgusting. But I like the boss man. I won't give him that much of a hard time. Here comes the powerful new force himself. USA! USA! Ah, Duggan, of course, with his patented 2x4 and old glory. It's a guaranteed way to stay over. It still kind of makes me sick, but whatever. It's fine. Man, I love those classic WWF cameraman jumpsuits as well. I just saw those on an episode of Kingfish, Stone Cold dressed up wearing one of them, and it really took me back. Ooh, dangerous Danny Davis, the referee assigned here. I hope there won't be any devious actions by the Davester. Old Glory safely headed to the Fink. Looks like he's going to rub it <laughs> during this encounter. The bell's rung, so here we go. No more. No more context. All oh, this is part of the encounter. Let's see if it's guilty. Jesse wants to know, can Nightstick defeat 2x4? Well, maybe we'll find out. The board safe. Hacksaw clapping for the Orlando faithful. The Nightstick and handcuffs safe as well. Duggan looking at me, but also looking at Boss Man. How does he do it? Some sort of superpower. Here we go! Fist of Fire and Fury! Fist of Fire and Fury! Danny Davis counting for some reason. I don't know why, but Hacksaw confused as to what to do. Boss Man luckily is a badass, and he is going to take control of this encounter with deep knees into the guts of a Hacksaw Jim Duggan. The gut, pretty easy to hit. Old Glory clothesline! Old Glory shoulder tackle! Oh, and the Boss Man's out! The Boss Man is confused and dazed! He's looking for his blood! No blood, though. And a thumbs up from the whole man! You know, it's crazy how something so elementary can just ignite the crowd, but damn it, it has. The Slickster checking on his charge now. Oh, but Duggan is yanked outside the ring by the devious boss. Blocks, blocks, blocks! Old Glory punches! Old Glory punches! Oh, Fist of Fire and Fury by the Dugster! Oh, but countered with a post-ram by the boss man. Duggan destroying the Royal Rumble tarp there. Or the ring apron, ring skirt, whatever you want to call it. Oh, but boss man dives and goes knees and gut first into the unforgiving steps of steel. Oh, the poor guy. He looks like he's really hurt. Yes, I love how the ring attendant fixes the Royal Rumble ring skirt. So the logo clearly on display. I like little shit like that. You got to make sure the ring's always looking good. Uh, more closed fist by Hacksaw here. The Danny Davis should be monitoring a five count. They're back in the ring, Tony. And you know, when you're outside the ring, Tony, anything's legal. Those fists are totally legal outside the ring. That's why when I go to your house when you're not there, I make sure the fist lowest outside the bed because anything's legal outside the bed. You like that, Tony? You like me knowing that, uh, you like knowing I fist lowest when you're not there? It's okay, Jesse. I'm all right with it. So you're kind of a cuck then, Tony. It's okay. It's the modern era. Big Boss Man whips Hacksaw into the ropes. Old Glory and Siguri by Boss Man! Good Lord! Man, that's that's vicious. 358-some-odd pounds, says Jesse. I agree. Pretty sick to see it in Siguri. That's like getting punched by nine thugs in Syracuse all at one time. That'll take you out. That'll ruin your career. This is interesting so far because... Now, look, we're not far into it, but... Negative uh, two and a quarter, Dave? 
Uh, they must have some sort of big botch later. I don't know. Uh, ooh, vicious back scratch by the boss, man. Shades of uh, Hollywood Hulk Hogan. But yeah, it's, you know, it, they're definitely absolutely not setting the world on fire, guys. But there's been no botches, no shenanigans. They're not really telling a story, but I don't understand. Wow, look at that lady in the front row wearing a backwards bright yellow hat. She is hungry. The boss made against the ropes leg dive thing. Oh, yeah. That thing really needs a name. Does anyone know the name of that fucking move? Rope, rope slash leg assisted snake eyes? I don't know. Good lord, the boss made is covered in perspiration. I think Hacksaw's gut is hanging over his tights there. Just come on, Doug. Pull that, pull the tights up just a smidge. It'll do a world of difference. Duggan now resisting the uh, turnbuckle strikes to his skull. I didn't know Hacksaw was Samoan. I thought he was American. Fists of fire and fury delivered by Duggan. Boss man into the ropes. Oh, but the but the whole man put his head down and ate boss man double axe handle. Oh, boss man going for a cover. One, two. Old glory kick out by Hacksaw. Okay. Interesting. Oh, a vicious throat thrust. Shades of Abdul the Butcher by the big boss man. Ew, a disgusting snot rocket. So much for the sanitary conditions here at the Orlando Arena. Hexel Jim Duggan. Oh, no, he's being choked by the slickster. Choked by the slickster. Slick, get your hat. It fell on the floor. You don't want it, that snot to get on it, buddy. What a sharp, well-dressed man that slickster is. I don't think he'd do anything devious outside the ring. Boss man now, measuring the powerful new force known as Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Center ring, the boss man with strikes, and Hacksaw just collapses like a slug. Ooh, vicious neck-breaking scenario. Boss man now holding Hacksaw Jim Duggan's neck like he's Arnold Schwarzenegger in Commando, about to break the fucking thing. Referee Danny Davis admonishing the boss man. Trying to make up for his devious old-school heel ways, Shades of WrestleMania 3. The Slickster now telling Danny Davis to ask him, that being Hexall, if he wants to retire from the encounter. But Duggan is back up, and the rest hold only lasted like 20 seconds, so no biggie there. Fists of fire and function here by the Hexall. Oh, but Bossman cuts him off with a kitchen sink knee strike, according to No Mercy. Danny Davis just picked a dollar bill off the ring and pocketed it. No, he picked something up, though. Something was on the ring. It could have been a bride from the Slickster. I'll report back later. That lady with the yellow hat, I think she's about to pass out there in the front row. Someone please get her a hot dog. Gorilla's not here on commentary. There should be plenty of hot dogs in stock. Old Glory Fist! And Hacksaw on the comeback. Oh, but a vicious Old Glory eye strike. And the boss man is back in control. Oh, Duggan just collapsed like a sack of potatoes. Oh, the commando neckbreaker reapplied by the boss man. All right, so this is the second uh, second rest hold here. Pretty much right after the first one. Eh, I don't know. No, it's over now, so that's no biggie. Again, like, like, look, hey, this match isn't, like, glorious, but it's fun enough. Oh, boss man just stuck his legs in the air, shook him, and delivered a knee strike. I used to do that all the time when I was a kid in back room fucking backyard wrestling so that, that's a that gives me the feels duggan back to his feet at a vertical base boss man with more fists 
Man, I tell you, if you guys like punches, this is your match. Bossman, oh, with the bear hug. Oh, no, but Duggan, old glory ear clap. Duggan fighting back like he's Vader, boxing the ears. Eh, eh, eh. Oh, I'm sorry, it's Duggan, so I guess it would be old glory. Eh, eh, is. Oh, but Duggan now, one hand has fallen. Two have fallen. The bear hug. Clearly about to claim victory for the big boss. No, a headbutt! Hacksaw fighting back! Another headbutt! Three! And both men collapse onto the mat. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's okay. It would look it looked good enough. Because boss man had him pinned, but uh, Duggan immediately put his feet on the ropes. The yellow hat lady, ladies and gentlemen, has officially fallen asleep. No hot dogs. She's out of here. Old glory kidney shot by the boss man. Measuring his opponent. Duggan. And both men choking one another now. Well, this could go bad. Uh, or it could go well, depending on what you're into. Boss man, though, takes back control with a woo. Chop in the corner. I just hiccuped. And Duggan now fighting back with strikes. Boss man against the ropes. Old glory right fist. Oh, my goodness. Duggan up the ropes. Old Glory clothesline! The boss man has been eliminated from the Royal Rumble! Oh, actually, he's just... Oh, those eyes. The eyes of Duggan looking at you and me. Boss man, though, quickly back in. He's a quick bastard, this big boss man. Even here at his highest weight. Jesse is unbelievably believing that Duggan and boss man are still going at it. Both men should be down at this point because this has been a vicious contest. Yes, it has, Jesse. Duggan attempting to get to a vertical base. He does and strikes the abdomen of the boss man. More strikes. More strikes. A fourth strike. Okay, Duggan is all punches. I'm starting to see what Dave... Because obviously this is the type of shit that would just drive him bonkers. Me, I'm a little bit more forgiving because they've at least been moving the whole time. Oh, Danny Davis gets a shove by Hacksaw. I thought you were the babyface, Hacky. Oh, Hacky. That's my new pet name for Jim Duggan. Into the corner, Duggan misses a strike. Oh, clothesline from Georgia by the boss man, and Duggan is down. Boss man going to the top rope. What's he thinking? He's on the top turnbuckle. Oh, he misses the old glory superfly. Both men down. The crowd is in a frenzy. They actually are. Good for them. Both men are down, but Boss Man up to his feet. No, Duggan using the ropes, much like Abdul the Butcher. Thumbs up to his gods. Is this my time to defeat a big Boss Man? Old Glory shoulder collapse. Well, he hit it with the shoulder. Both men collapsed. So we've got a double down. Danny Davis administering the count. These two men are have to be at the end of the road here. There's a lady in the front row now on the other side who's dressed too well to be here at a Royal Rumble 90. What's her story, I wonder? Slickster with the assist. Oh, no! It backfires. Oh, no. Bossman has the nightstick. He's got the nightstick. He strikes. Old glory. Nightstick to the face. And the referee rings the bell. Oh, my goodness. So the boss man just throws away his chances to get the Knights winning earnings. But you know what? 
He's a winner in my heart because he just beat the shit out of Hacksaw Jim Duggan for basically the entire match and then struck him in the face with a nice stick. That's pure law and order and justice here in the World Wrestling Federation. Duggan tosses the board. He's at full strength, apparently. He's got the 2 by 4 No! Boss man over the top yet again. The Slickster, get out of there, Slick. He's an innocent Slickster. Don't you dare hit him with the 2 by 4 Shades of Jim Cornette. As Slickster takes a 2x4 to the anus and flies outside of the ring. Duggan now in control of the ring. This is clearly his house. Boss man, looking like he wants the fight to continue. He's got a chair! He's got a folding chair with a cushion. Duggan swings it out of the air with his 2x4. Just barely misses a second. And Duggan takes a seat. Old glory folding chair. And Duggan is the winner of the winner's purse. A winner in our hearts. But the boss man is leaving in disgust. A winner is not he. Well, all right then. I guess that's going to finish up that case. We can hit pause there or stop or whatever you want to call it. So, the first match, I mean, I could have told you what the verdict was before I even watched it, but, uh, but I did anyway. This one, I didn't know what to expect. Honestly... I thought this match was super long, but I think I'm conflicting it with uh, Rugged Ronnie Garvin taking on Greg the Hammer Valentine, uh, the Hammer Jammer and such, the submission match. I think that's a long one. But you know what? I I wouldn't say I enjoyed this. I certainly didn't mind it. Okay, This was not difficult to watch at all because even though they did two rest holds pretty quickly, they got out of them pretty quickly as well. Now, here's the, here's the side of that. It was all punches. I mean, there, there was no wrestling here. There was no story. There was nothing. But it wasn't boring. I've often said the cardinal sin of bad matches is being boring. And because it wasn't boring to watch, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to save this bad guy. Not guilty. Unbelievable. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Well, this was all boss bad. But I will give Duggan a little bit of credit. Some of those old glory moves were decent enough to watch. But that is going to wrap up Starman negative two and a quarter. I can't believe it. One and done with negative two and a quarter. I'm so fucking happy. Uh, We're able to move on to negative two and a half. Oh, two and a half. He didn't get it. And we're going to do that on the next edition of Starman. Now, if you like Starman and you've been continuing the journeys or you want to continue the journey, don't forget to subscribe to the Aqua Cave podcast feed so you get notified whenever new episodes drop. Thanks for coming here. I can't believe, like I said, we're one and done. But I'm going to get out of here. I got I got tons of free time now. I don't have to watch all these negative two and a quarter matches. I'm Johnny C. A winner is you. We'll see you next time on Old Glory Star, man. We can be heroes, but not heroes of wrestling, right? Ugh.